Gets open for three. Dagger! The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. This is a complicated business. My name is Joe. This is Defeating the Curse. And if you're not paying attention, the Washington football team just went on a little bit of a win streak, winning one game. But, oh, <laughs> what an important game it was against the defending yeah, Super Bowl champions. My buddy, my buddy, Anthony, Tony, 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 is actually going to be joining the podcast today, breaking all of this this game down. This was a lot of insanity mixed in with, you know, some reality. There, there's some bad news mixed in as well. It's a really just a mixed bag of emotions coming off of what was really an unexpected win. The Buccaneers coming in off a of bye week. Brady historically, when he comes in off a of bye week, is some ungodly number like 15 and four, basically, or basically undefeated by Washington standards. And then you add to that that he lost in very embarrassing fashion going into the bye week against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Add on top of that, that Washington really hasn't looked like a football team in several weeks, but losing to, I mean, pick pick your poison. Just They didn't look very good going into their bye week either. And it all just kind of came to a head. All of a sudden, you know, the, the, the weather was not looking great, and then the sun came out, and then Brady looked kind of like Taylor Heineke has looked, and Heineke looked a little like what Brady at times has looked like. It's just a very weird game all around, but nonetheless, a win is a win. WFT improved to 3-6. and six. They take down the Buccaneers in in somewhat dramatic fashion for us here. And, and Anthony, I'm going to pull you in on this. I mean, did you see them at any point ever with this roster and this coaching staff being able to string together a 10-minute offensive drive? Because to me, that is the biggest of the takeaways is somehow between Scott Turner and uh, Riverboat Ron and Heineke and Gibson and everybody else that either caught a pass, made a block, or did something during that last drive, I didn't see that happening. I mean, and, and that's, you know, even here now, what, 12, 24 hours later, whatever it is, that's still the one thing that stands out. The chase injury, we'll get into that too. But did you see them putting together a drive to ice Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champs no. over a 10-minute stretch? No, I kept waiting for them to either punt on third down or to just do something that the WFT has done all year long, which is just give the ball back, let Tom Brady have his millionth shining moment, and it just kept going and going, first down after first down, uh, letting Heineke take control of the game, um, letting him throw, um, running it down, a pretty good run defense, uh, and just holding the ball for longer than I can ever remember uh, a WFT uh, drive lasting. So I'm, I'm shocked. I'm excited. I'm shocked again. And uh, what a drive. What a game. Uh, what a defensive effort yesterday um even without chase for most of the game um and you know this is what ron rivera does he goes one and seven two and six two and seven uh in the first half and then turns it on in the second half and uh some teams are second half adjustments game to game ron rivera second half adjustment season to uh well yeah because he's, so. he's because he doesn't make any adjustments in game at all i mean that concept is totally no. lost on him but no you, you but you're right i mean they didn't beat up on you know the 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 atlanta falcons here right they they really took i mean they took care of business against a let's not call the bucks like us i mean they're not a they're not a super team by any stretch right they're loaded with talent and they were missing some key pieces but the story to me, you know, if you're a Bucks fan and you're you're looking at this game, Brady did not look like Brady. I mean, from from the jump, he something was just off. The timing wasn't there. You can call both. I mean, both interceptions were kind of fluky in nature, and and they just kind of broke Washington's way. But even if you take those off, very pedestrian game from Tom Brady. I mean, very average, you know, ten to fifteen range type performance, and and he's coming into the game. I don't know if you saw this stat. This is this was crazy, and I, I had to verify it a couple times. He was leading the league. Tom Brady was leading the league in touchdowns and passing yards, even with the bye week. And for him yeah, to come I mean, in to come in against the defense that was so porous and only basically amount to 
220 yards, I think, was his final line, two picks and two touchdowns. I mean, if if you told me that the Bucks were only going to score 19 points against the uh, against Washington in Washington, I, I I still would have taken them to win the game. I, I didn't see Washington putting up 29. No, and and somebody finally made him look 44. And the way to do that with Brady is to pressure him up the middle. And I'm so thankful for Jonathan Allen. I'm yeah. so thankful for Deron Payne. Um, even without Chase, without Montez, um, when you can go up the middle and when you can get pressure in his face, it really throws him off. And yeah, he threw two picks, but he could have thrown a lot more. And and why Tom Brady is Tom Brady is that he just throws it at the feet of receivers instead of taking chances. So um, I've never seen a defensive line dominate without getting any sacks, but that's what it felt like all game long. They kept getting in his face. He kept throwing it in the dirt. He kept throwing it out of bounds. And the defense just picked up the sack. And, you know, last few weeks before the bye week, if you told me that the Bucks scored 19, I would have probably said they would have still won because Heineke has been putting up, yeah. what, 10, 11, 12, 13 points uh, the last four weeks. Uh, but the offense really stepped up. Uh, it took 34 carries to get 95 yards or whatever it was. But every yard was hard fought. Every block was Yeah, made. And, and they looked, they looked competent doing it, you know, and, and I think that's been missing is at times as well. Like Gibson padded his stats again, the Buffalo game, right? He had that long run. He had some, mm-hmm. he had some nice plays here and there. Same with JD McKissick, but it, they were committed to running the ball yesterday. Right. And there, there's a difference. Like those hard fought to your point, they looked like a team that was going to try to grind the game down to a halt and just, control time of possession and they definitely did you know and and do, the defense really there's a there's a lot of players that deserve game balls i mean kendall fuller played his best game since returning to the team he did yeah uh, he he played a complete game i think he i think he was good for three tackles and three assists as well um willie jackson still you know very pedestrian in my opinion but you got the pick and the, the big well, the, the big the William big thing jackson for me yeah was was that instead of just playing a passive zone, he actually attacked the guy that came into his zone. Whereas before he just passed somebody off now, or at least during the Tampa game, he was communicating. He was saying, I got him until this point. And then he'd look back and he'd see um, kind of pass it off. And that's how a zone defense is supposed to work. You're supposed to pass off the guy, but you don't just let him get catcher in front of you and then tackle at least, you know, you're right. Play on the ball. And Del Rio actually talked about that post game as well, and he, he said that they they've you know they're they're not playing the semantics game with where Collins is or what they're going to call him. But I mean, Landon had a, 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 a this two games in a row where he's played better, right? And he he hasn't been susceptible to that deep that deep threat uh, that he's just being picked. I mean, in the first what four or five weeks of the season, every everybody from Daniel Jones to to Herbert, everybody was was just waiting for that that ISO coverage or that. That that deep pick route basically, and just just lob it over Landon Collins' head. They're, they haven't given him that opportunity, and and you know they went out and and reacquired Kendall Fuller, and obviously this offseason they grabbed Jackson. These are both man coverage guys, right? Like throughout the majority of their career, they played man coverage. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, it's why it's why bring like them if you're going to play zone? I, I don't know, exactly. but it's but now like that they're here, that. but now that they're here. You know, I, I want to see more of what they're doing. And 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 again, one player who his name wasn't called a lot yesterday on the defensive side of the ball, but deserves some credit, and we've killed him on this spot from time to time, is Jamin Davis. I mean, he actually led the team in tackles yesterday. He played he played a healthy amount of snaps. I think I think he was in on seventy two percent of snaps. He had uh, five tackles to lead the team. Holcomb had four, and and you know in that second position basically. Everybody else, like I mean, Jonathan Allen was everywhere. I seem mm-hmm. he felt like, and, and you know, again, you said it. They pressured Brady up the middle, like in his face constantly. And even though you know Allen, I think just I think he had one tackle, and Duran had like two assists basically. And I, I don't think anyone else, no one touched him. But it, that's how you get to Brady, right? And and obviously there was some lucky breaks as well. But Jamin Davis deserves credit too. I mean, he was on the field, healthy, and played. Played well. I don't know if he played like a mid-first rounder well, but he played well. Yeah, and I, it takes so long for linebackers to develop that I, I think he'll get there eventually. And when you're not looking for him to be Luke Keekley from even week nine of his first year, but you're looking for these strides. And I think, uh, you know, this past game against Tampa, the one before it against Denver, 
Um, you could see that he's making some strides. He's reading the plays well. He's filling the gaps that he's supposed to fill. Um, and that's the development that you're supposed to see from, you know, a defensive player who's coached by two stud linebackers in their day. So uh, I'm excited for him. And actually, you know, it's funny. I know we're going to get to the chase injury, but let's dive in right now. Um, I think part of what excites me, as much as I'm upset that he's out, part of what excites me about Chase being out is the fact that actually now they can disguise coverages, they can disguise blitzes. They're not just saying go win with four. Um, they're actually saying, okay, we don't, you don't, you're not going to know who's coming from where. You're not going to know what's going to happen with this defense. We're going to. So, we're gonna, so you're you're of the mindset that now that one of the studs is missing, the whole unit has to play a little bit different and that could be beneficial. Yeah, I mean, I think Landon Collins' perfect role in an ideal world would be like uh, Jamal Adams in Seattle, where he's coming off the edge, he's asked to take on one assignment. If the running back has the ball, you go get the running back. If the, if the quarterback keeps the ball, you go get the quarterback. And I think if we can uh, bring put him in these situations where he's coming off the edge, he's coming up the middle, uh, you're putting uh, Payne, Ioannidis, and Allen together even in some, uh, you know, unfamiliar looks for the offensive line, I think it allows you to do a lot more uh, to disguise coverages, disguise blitzes, and the quarterbacks won't know where the pressure is coming from. And I think part of having four first-rounders on the uh, D-line is you're kind of having to justify the cost that you spent. So you're telling them, we're only going to pressure for you guys, or you guys go and get the quarterback. But now that two of them are missing, you're having to tell the back seven, to hey like you're going to be engaged in this and it's not something. just on the yeah exactly it's not just on the first four round four first round picks excuse me well it's i mean we're down, we're down to two of the four at this point exactly right? so so things exactly. are gonna have to change and i don't think my boy ionitis he didn't play much yesterday i i, that's I mean i don't think i don't i don't think i heard his me. number called i didn't hear his name called or i didn't see his number actually at all he's He's my favorite of our D linemen. He's their best pass rusher. I mean, maybe Jonathan Allen is now, but he is he's the best at getting to the quarterback. And if you could put him at end, you could put him up the middle, put Allen at end, um, you know, do a lot to with Cameron Curl like he did last year and blitzing and, yeah. and coming off the edge. Uh, I'm excited for this as much as it sucks to, to lose Chase. I really think it's going to help this defense I in actually the long think run. it's going to help. I, I think it's ultimately going to help Chase as well. I mean, I know... I know he wants to be out there and he wants to be obviously with the team and, and, and earning, maybe earning it. Maybe that's the wrong word. Like I know he wants the spotlight. He wants to be out there like playing and trying to get the stats. Right. But I know exactly. But there's something to be said about uh, an injury like this, you know, where it's going to force him to maybe study some film, get back to some fundamentals. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, hopefully he's kind of strong. I mean, you're kind of killing him, but like we try not to take shots at the dead, at the dead people at the, uh, you know, at the at the injured people, but no. I mean, Chase hasn't. He was not on a trajectory of a top ten defensive player. Uh, you know, which all the commercials and the hype around mm-hmm. him would have you to believe mm-hmm. that he is. He's not. Unfortunately, he just wasn't having that type of season. I mean, you could you could argue mm-hmm. that Montez has been outplaying him this season. That certainly that uh, the other the other studs on that on that defensive unit, that defensive front line, were having better seasons because more is expected of Chase. So I'm not. I mean, the injury sucks, and of course, we'd rather have him than not. But if this means he's going to focus more on identifying offensive packages, identifying, diff- you know, just again, just back to fundamentals. Rehab is a long process. I mean, at this point, I mean, hopefully he'll be ready for training camp. I mean, players do come back from ACLs, uh, ACLs, MCLs pretty quickly and, and effectively. So the concern is not his long-term health. It's really... It's more to me, more about his short-term mental capacity. Like, can he stay engaged with the team? Can he be the guy on the side with a clipboard, cheering on the other guys, and, and be a good teammate? Can he do that? Because we haven't seen a lot of that out of him. I mean, he's he's the best hype man on the sideline when when the but team he's is his winning. Own Right? When he, with when the, the exception of winning. that one Heineke yeah. graphic where he's pointing at Heineke's jersey, <laughs> there's a whole lot of Chase pointing at Chase, right? Yeah, but I think I think part of the disappointment with Chase, and I don't mean to you know kick kick him while he's down, but I think we were expecting Von Miller or Miles Garrett, and we haven't gotten that. And those guys took huge steps in their uh, second years. Um, they played really well, and they 
you could see improvement and you just haven't seen a lot of that out of Chase. So I, I, I hope that he takes this time to um, kind of study and refine um, his skills and his study habits. And we need Chase. I, I know I'm, I'm crapping on him or, or whatever, but we need Chase and we need him healthy and we need him getting 12 to 15 sacks a year. That's the only way this team is going to win the Super Bowl, in yeah, my opinion. But, but you know what we don't need is the the we're going to go for the the dual sack record, right? We don't need the sound bites of him hyping himself. Like sometimes it's just 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 go but to if work. The, man. If that's just what he needs, if that's no, but it doesn't. But he needs, doesn't need okay. it because clearly it didn't make a difference anyway, right? <laughs> that's the whole point. Is is you can do all those things when you're when you're performing, when you're living up to the hype and to the expectations, but it just becomes su- such added noise and added distraction when you're doing all that and you're talking about making my money yes and and all these things and and you're not but there's a pressure component too right he's being measured against the 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 players that were drafted in the top half of the first round last year and there's a lot of really good ones that went after him right i mean there's one that went before but yeah that's what we were promised though i mean it's, it's just delivering on your promise and yeah, the but way we curse to do that. They're never going to pan out here. We know that. <laughs> hey, we've won two championships in the last four years. We'll be okay. We'll be well, okay. Look, I mean, I, I so I think it was LP that mentioned this. Like, if 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 his career trajectory is that of like Ryan Kerrigan's, right? Is that a, is he a good draft pick or not? You know, if he gives you, you know, eight to ten seasons of consistent eight, ten, twelve sacks a year. Is it a good draft pick or not? And and just statistically, yeah, it is a good draft pick, right? But there's so much hype around Chase that being Ryan Kerrigan isn't enough. And Ryan is a f- fantastic football player. I mean, he was productive all the way through last season, you know. So he's, he's the he's a sacks sacks record holder. So nothing against Ryan Kerrigan, right? Um, it's but just right now, when... is, he, is Chase is he on the Ryan path or is he on the Brian Arakbo path? Like where 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 is he going here? I really hope it's not Brian Arakbo. Yeah, I, I mean, all, no, no. I, I haven't heard not, that I'm name not, I'm in not, years. I'm not saying he's on that path. I'm just saying there's so much hype around him and there's so much <laughs> expectation, and he's kind of fueling that also. Like, sometimes you just need to get back to basics, and injuries suck, and, and I don't wish anybody to be injured, but sometimes, the you know, the, the really great players, they can use these opportunities. Look, he's not going to be doing anything on the field for the next six months. Right, so how much film can he study? How much more comfortable can he get with the defensive schemes? How much more can he learn about the offensive schemes that are coming? Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I think it, I think he's got it, right? I think he's got the football mm-hmm. acumen to get better, even though he can't physically perform his job right now. Mm-hmm. And I actually think while you were speaking, there is a better comp for Chase Young, um, which Ryan Kerrigan is one, and if he has Ryan Kerrigan's career. I'm going to be happy because that means he's getting close to 100 sacks. He's getting 10 a year. Yeah, lifetime. Year. yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. But is he that or is he Robert Griffin? And what I mean by that is he just the owner's boy where he he just gets tight so. with the owner. He he gets to loaf and to, no, to, no, to not no, do what he's no. – I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I, we had the I, second. We had two point RG three here. His name was Dwayne Haskins, right? And he got run out of town really fast. So no. But but people seem to know. People seem to take that track, and and uh, and unfortunately, that's what you get when you have bad ownership. And I just really hope that he can tune that out. I really hope that he can. Guy, uh, like I wish said, we had it's... bad ownership. Do we have bad ownership? What's worse than bad? Because that's what we got here. We don't have that's bad true. ownership. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot we of teams with bad ownership. ownership. 50 feet of crap, and then there is us. Yeah, that's, that's we're somewhere. Yeah, exactly. We, we exactly, exactly right. Listen, before, before <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about Brady and, the, and, and you know, what the Bucks didn't do. But before we do that, let's talk about Taylor for just a moment here because he put together, I think you could argue, probably his best game of the season. I think that's a fair assessment, in my opinion. It is. It is. And probably his second best game as a football team member only second to the playoff, uh, the playoff performance. Can he you know, play Tampa every game? Is, is exactly. And I was just about to say that, like he's pulling a Daniel Jones, right? When, when DJ and the giants come to anytime DJ gets to play against the Washington football team, he looks like a hall of famer. And then he against everybody like else, Brady. he just looks poopy. Right. And Taylor, I, I don't know what it is. Like there's a lot that we can critique. And I've said a lot of it in past, in past episodes of the show. I think it's been chronicled very well. He he sails the ball. There's not a lot of zip on it. The the 
The the receivers have to give up their routes to jump up to make crazy catches, and someone's ultimately going to lose their head for it. Hopefully, it's not Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, nobody needs to get nobody needs to get injured for Taylor to get better at delivering the ball in stride. And and that's one of the big things I think that will be held against him in the league moving forward. Right? Like he's not going to be your guy that you're going to build around. He's I mean he's he's a high quality backup quarterback, and these reps are meaningful reps. Right, but I'm still of the mindset that if Fitzpatrick is healthy and ready to go, you've got to play Ryan. Like you've got to play Fitzpatrick because he's, he's out for the year. He's out for the year. He's done. I think, and I think that was the key to it all is that Heineke was trying or has been trying so hard to prove he's a QB one. And QB ones, what do they do or what are they expected to do? They're expected to be Tom Brady, sit back in the pocket, yeah. take the defense apart. But he sails uh, a lot of passes. Yeah, he, he, does, he never misses that. low. He, he, everything is high. No, everything but it's, is it's high. More, it's more about just the mindset of I can't play my game. I have to play QB one's game. I have to play Brady's game. And I think what we saw in this game, um, and what we're hopefully going to see moving forward, is he's going to play his game. And if he gets hurt, then he gets hurt. I think he's he's accepted that at this point. Well, he, and I think I think he's earned his I, next contract in the league too. I think he's proven he's better than most of the journeymen. I think, like, if you if you offered Taylor, if if he was a free agent at the end of this season, if the season ended tomorrow and he was a free agent, I think he would have 15, 16 teams bringing him in for for interviews, basically to be their backup quarterback. I think he's good enough to be that. He's better than for Kyle sure. Allen, for right? Sure. And and you know, it, it's in this league, you either got a quarterback or you don't. And we just, I mean, look look at what just happened in Carolina, right? Like we like Carolina. They traded away Cam. They paid his replacement. They traded his replacement. They traded for another, or they signed Darnold. They're paying him, and now they're paying Cam. So they're paying Cam to replace Cam, Kyle, and Sam. And Bridgewater. And Bridgewater. Yeah, thank you. So Cam is now brought in to replace the three quarterbacks that were supposed to replace him while still paying him. It, that's a complete mess. That's a very Washington problem to have um, down in Carolina. But, I mean, obviously, we the teams share a brain at this point, right? It, it's, it's, everybody, it's the same, it's the same it's, team. It's all the same, right? It's all the it's same. The same but, team. you know, Taylor, I think he's earned he's earned the respect of his teammates. I, I, I don't think he's the reason that they are losing games. Um, I, like no, no, no. He is. He was the reason they were losing games, Joe. No, no. The, defense, not, the defense was, couldn't stop a runny nose. Yeah, man. but I mean, the defense, uh, the defense gave up what seventeen to to Denver, and Taylor put up ten and threw two red zones. I mean, let's yes. let's call it as it is. Taylor Heineke has not been playing. They also gave QB1. up like five hundred to Buffalo. They gave up a ton. Sure, to Green, I mean, Green sure. Bay. They played. They the defense they has been Green steadily improving. Yeah. steadily improving. So look, here's the thing about Taylor Heineke. He played his best game. Can he play two in a row? Can he play three in a row? Can he play four in a row? I mean, maybe, that's what makes that's maybe. what makes you even if you're even if you're not gonna be a QB like a starting QB moving forward, this is what's gonna show that you know you are progressing, you're learning, you're you're picking up on not just what your offense is doing, because I think he knows what his offense is doing pretty well, but you're picking up on what the defense is trying to do to stop you. Um and I think Taylor Heineke can get there and I think I, I think if he can put together another strong game against Carolina, it's just going to build his confidence. And and then from there, we, we'll see. But um, uh, until he does it more than one game, because he did it in Atlanta, now he's done it at home against the Bucks. Let's see how he plays against the I mean, he played really okay against team. the Chargers, right? He played okay. Well, yeah, he came in in relief. And again, that's that's the excitement that he brings. He, he thought he was just coming in for a half so he could beat Taylor Heineke, the you know, the energizer, the guy that just runs around and makes crazy plays. But now you're being asked to do this week to week and to to play your game, but also make sure that you stay on the field. Because now that Fitzpatrick is out for the year, uh, is what I think Rappaport reported, um, now it's just you and Kyle Allen, and Kyle Allen also gets hurt. So uh, now it's yeah, on but, you to protect yourself. Uh, but the yourself problem with Kyle Allen is they gave up a fifth-round pick to get him, right? And that, that's a that's a big price tag two years later for a guy who's not on the field. That's a that's a big price tag. Like, I mean, if, uh, that, that's like Mitch Trubisky, right? And and there was a whole big debate here, and I don't want to hash that out again. But yeah, you know, if, if Trubisky was available for a fifth, you, you got to bring him in. I mean, he's worth a fifth. Yeah, I mean, I think Ron and Scott Turner wanted to come and you know have some stability and continuity, so that's why they went and got Kyle Allen. I, I don't 
think it was a bad move. Um, well, I even think if, Ron Ron just likes guys that he knows. I mean, he just did it again with the kicking, right? Like, I mean, he yeah he re, he he, re, he removed and at least he owned this mistake, and I'll give him credit for that, even though it was a terrible decision. You know, retiring Dustin uh, at eighty five percent on the season for Chris Blewett, who came in and did not play well, had two blocks, etc. <laughs> You know, but he when he goes out to replace him, he goes and gets uh, what Joey Sly, right? Who's uh, who's actually a Virginia product. He went to North Stafford High School. He went to Virginia mm-hmm. Tech. So, mm-hmm. like, we kind of know him, kinda, right? But, but he also was another Carolina retread. I mean, Ron's just got this really it just terrible optics. Maybe I'm the only one that feels that way. But like, I, I don't think Ron was brought to town to reconstruct the Carolina Panthers. Like who gives it two craps about the Carolina Panthers? Why are the why are all I mean the front office, the trainer, the players? I mean the only the only person he's gone out of his way not to bring here is Cam Newton, right? That's the only player that was available that he could have signed several times. He could have traded for him. He could have signed him as a free agent and didn't do it. And you know it 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 makes a game that maybe no one outside of our two markets would have cared about being DC and Carolina. Makes them care just a little bit. It's always interesting when these teams get together, by the way, because for the longest time until the Panthers existed, you know, Carolina was all, it was Washington football. It was Redskins country, right? It was Redskins country, yeah. Right? And now, it still the, is, actually. It is. Uh, yeah, yeah. There'll be a lot of red there. But between the Titans and the Panthers, I mean, the football team has lost a, a big, you know, geographic section of its fan base. But regardless, someone will care about, like the national media will care a little bit more about Cam versus Ron. Yeah, I mean, I think about Carolina since I think they came into the league in 95. They've made two Super Bowls. They haven't won anything, but we'd be killing, you know, we'd do whatever, we'd celebrate in the streets if we made two Super Bowls in the last 30 years. So I think that's also a part of it that you have to consider is that um we have such a rich history that's been kind of dragged through the mud the last 25 years under dan snyder um and so now you know the titans have been winning the panthers have been winning um and so you know what incentive is there for you to root for this team when they've basically just sucked for the last 30 years and then on top of it now you're recreating carolina north why like what was so you're right it's one thing if you're like Green Bay, right? Who didn't even want to do that themselves. Green Bay went and got one of our head coaches or one of yeah. our coaches, right? Yeah. The Rams didn't want to recreate. I mean, they, 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 everybody starts fresh, right? Uh, the only exception being maybe, maybe the new England like tree, which continues to sprout, which, but, which stinks, which That's exactly. Thing. I was just about I, to say that. Yeah. Like hasn't I, been very good on its own. Ron Rivera made a Super Bowl in Carolina. That's fantastic. Look at his record in the other seasons. He's the only head coach in NFL history to win the division twice with losing. But, but he's also gotten kind of a raw deal, right? Like he came here thinking he was just taking over a no, franchise. No, he knew what he, he, knew what well, he was. No, he, didn't, mean, know, he, he didn't, didn't know. He didn't know about his health. He didn't know about. He didn't know about the, sure, the franchise uh, name change. He didn't know how crazy the owner was. Uh, I mean, if you don't do your homework on the owner before you sign on as head coach, I think that's on you. I think that's the part that I'm commenting on is. He knew, at least from an ownership standpoint and from a Bruce Allen standpoint, what this team, what crap this team had had gone through. Bruce Allen. So so he knew what he was getting. So the way to undo that is not to just bring your Carolina guys up up with you. You have to start fresh and you have to show that. Some of whom are under investigation. Yeah, two of them. It's not a good look. So it's just to me that's been like you hit the nail right on the head is it's it's been so frustrating it's like okay like you were a good coach in carolina you did a lot of good things he was an you average were, coach he was an average coach in carolina which is uh, which but by, which but by washington standards <laughs> he was a great coach yeah exactly exactly um so i get it you're trying to to bring your own flavor and your own you know energy and whatever but at the same time why bring in all the Anyways, I, I'm really excited for this game. I think it'll be, um, you know, I think Cam will, will have a good game. Um, I think he's healthy finally. I think his shoulders is fixed finally. I mean, he, he's um, dual threat when he gets to the red zone, right? Like he can't, or maybe inside the five, like you can, you should expect the bootleg, naked bootleg sure. run type thing. But I mean, he didn't really attempt a bunch of passes. So, I mean, I, maybe I can go back and watch that game, but. I think they'll be able to hang. I mean, if 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 DC is able to pick up another win, that's when 
I mean, it doesn't take much for the fan base here to go bananas, right? And to start doing the, the, the calculus, the advanced mathematical modeling to figure out how we can get into the playoffs. But that's I what heard we do it here. on the radio this morning, Joe. I heard, I heard it already on the morning. I mean, we're, we're three and six. We have Carolina, and then I think we have Seattle on Monday night. And they um, look after terrible. That. They and look they, super bad. Yeah. So then uh, people are counting the wins, and then you have five division games, and for some reason everybody assumes you're going to win five division games out of five. And now you're getting what? Well, don't do it. No, wins, no, no. Let's wins. not. Let's not go down the road of. <laughs> no, no. Let, I'm let's, saying this is what this is what people were doing. Oh, no, I know, I know. Radio. I'm on Twitter too. It's, I see it. I see all the crazies. It's craziness. I know. It's craziness. I know. It doesn't this take much. Three and six, and, and I honestly like. I want them to play well. It's better to root for a winning team. But, but is it better long term for them? No, to we, win? nobody cares about long term. We are the best. We are the best fan base of the worst team. Like, it doesn't take much to excite this fan base. It doesn't take much. No. A month but... ago, we were ready to, to, to burn our jerseys over how they, they, they handled the 21 retirement, right? And then fast forward one month as if nothing happened, and then they beat the Super Bowl champs in, in pretty, pretty convincing fashion. Uh, convincing yeah. fashion. Yeah. You know, and, and, I mean, they look like a team that wanted to run the ball. I mean, if I, the entire offensive line deserved game balls yesterday. Absolutely. They looked Absolutely. amazing. I mean, it was like, yeah. I'm not going to call them the hogs, but they were, you know, like uh, little piggies. I mean, by, I mean, they were, they got it done, dude. I mean, they got, they got it done. Antonio no Gibson touched the ball line. 24 times. Yeah. 24 times. No offensive, no offensive line has ever looked better while averaging 2.4 yards a kick. But, or 2.8 but you know what? Whatever it is. I'll take it. But against 30 minutes front, of possession, let's take, I'll take yeah. it. Against, against that front. That, that's a dominant performance. And, exactly. And they weren't to, beating up. Not to sound like Chris Russell, but they ran the ball. They ran I, the I mean, ball. Chris, listen, the Roosters have been doing victory laps on DC radio for all day, basically. Chris Russell doesn't need anything to go his way for him to do victory laps. Let's be serious. Uh, but, uh, we love the Roosters. Uh, we, we love he's the, the Roosters. best. He's but, the but, best. But he, look, he wasn't wrong. I mean, the team needed, they need to be able to run the ball to control the clock. And they were, they were able to do that. Now, there's offensive injuries that, that I think we got to touch on as well. I mean, uh, Ricky Seals going down when you already don't have Logan. Like, did you see anything today about about uh, about RSJ? I mean, is he is he week to week? I think so, but I think Logan's coming back this week, um, and and I think you can count on him hopefully to to perform and and to get back to what he was last year. Uh, and I think this offense will look different with Logan Thomas than it did with Ricky Seals Jones. I think Logan brings an element of physicality. I think he brings an element of toughness toughness to this offensive line and to this blocking scheme. And he can catch the ball in the red zone. He's a, he's a big, big target. So I'm excited for him to come back. I don't think we'll feel the Ricky Seals-Jones injury as much uh, if Logan is able to come back even at 80% of what he was last year. Well, I mean, um, if he's not back and we don't have Ricky, I mean, that leaves, was it Bates and... John Bates and, and uh, Samus Reyes. Yeah, <laughs> who everybody was ready to call Gronk after one practice. So, um, we'll put, again, you're right. We're the best fans. We we get hyped. We are the best we're, we're fans ready. of the worst team. I, I actually, that's not a bad way to put it. Um, but for one week, we can at least take a victory lap. Well, yeah, and, by, and, and you know, people were killing me on on Twitter for for being excited. I I didn't I didn't make any proclamations on Twitter. I didn't say they were going to the Super Bowl. I just said let's like, can we not enjoy that? The Super Bowl champs came to town, and this team outplayed them in all facets of the game and made a a first ballot Hall of Fame best of all time GOAT status quarterback look extremely pedestrian, look extremely average. There's a lot to be very excited about there. Yes, the, the record still stinks, and... You know they'll be lucky to win half of the games that they have remaining. But leave all of that aside for for one day. Can we just not be fans and enjoy the fact that we got to we got to pick on Brady and that that our backups backup quarterback who who wasn't supposed to be on the team last year who played great against the Bucks last year did it again this year. Like there's there's some stuff to be. I think they're not building blocks. I think the defense continues to improve and that's the only real build, building block here. Taylor didn't do anything differently on Sunday than he hasn't done in, in weeks past. Same with McLaurin. I mean, this guy, 
McLaurin, we talked about this before too. He's quarterback proof, right? You put anybody out there, you and me can go out there, sling the ball around him. He's going to catch it, but he's going to get injured if every ball is high and behind him. Yeah, I love Terry. I, I wish we the whole team was 22 guys like Terry McLaurin. That, that guy is that guy is. Would you would you trade him for DK Metcalf? No, I would not trade him for a single wide receiver in this entire Yeah, league. I don't think I would either. That was a big uh, debate today too. No, like legitimately speaking, I would not trade him for a single wide receiver in this entire league. Because I think he's the whole package. He is he's not just a great receiver. He is. He's not just a great route runner. He is. He's not just a great run block guy he is he's also like a great teammate and and you saw when they were struggling i would listen to him with grant and danny and he'd always be talking about like yeah we're building we're improving taylor's doing the best job that he can like we're so excited about what the defense is doing and all these things that like any other wide receiver would be like why aren't you getting me the ball like yeah, i need exactly. the ball he's the opposite of obj right he's yeah. the, literally literally the opposite yeah and he's I, I wish and he can yeah, run. I, I i just wish uh, I, I don't know what I wish. I wish we had like two or three more guys like him in the receiving room. Um, you I can mean, win. AGG with was supposed to be like that, kind of like that. Harmon once upon a time was supposed to be kind of like that. Um, you know, yeah. DeAndre DeAndre Carter is an interesting. Like he's not very big. Right? No, but he, he seems to be able to catch though, which is an important attribute for a receiver. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's playing the role that Curtis Samuel is supposed to be playing. Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I've, uh, did they shut him down for the season too? Not yet, not yet, but I think they will. Um, but I wonder if Carolina it, would it, take him back. Uh, <laughs> no, we only take Carolina guys, Joe. Yeah, it's one Carolina, way. One Carolina way. guys don't take our, our retreads. It's, it's just one way. Well, look, yeah. I mean, it, it was a good, it was a good all-around win, twenty-nine, nineteen. I mean, it's uh, again, you can't, it's. It's probably the best win that they're going to get, you know, unless they blow somebody out in the divisional round. Unless, they, unless the Cowboys come to D.C. and lose by, like, 50, this is probably going to be their most impressive win of the season. I don't, that's not a hot take. I just think it is. I mean, no one had them winning this game, and they did it, again, in very convincing fashion. You know, later this week, we'll, we'll preview and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, the, the upcoming game against Panthers and then, you know, how they – I mean, they can win that game. It's not – it's not unwinnable. I think if they were going to get one of two coming out of the bye, no one had them beating the Bucks. Mm-hmm. The fact that they got it, if if they can string two together here, playoffs aside, it's just good for the team and for the fan base to have you know two wins in a row. And, and something again, to hold on to. Something to hold on to. It's something. I mean, it's something at four. Four and six is probably where somewhere between four and six, five and five is. We would have all taken that at the beginning of the season, knowing the strength of schedule, the opponents that were coming that we would have to face. Like four and six isn't. I mean, is it that far off from where you had them? I mean, did you have them beating no, the I Bills mean, or beating the Packers? I just I expected them to take maybe one or two more games, and and maybe and the Chargers. It's not, again, yeah, the Chargers, the Saints. Um, it's it's not so much about what they could have or couldn't have won. It's just how bad this defense looked, and and we were all promised. Yeah. Just this, just mighty defense, and this, you know, we're gonna like kill every quarterback. Every quarterback is gonna get injured against us. Well, I, I think and, that ship has sailed, right? But I mean, look, if they're if if halfway through the season they're they're one one and a half two games behind where we thought they would be, I think most fans would take that. I mean, I, and I would say honestly, like I, this may sound a little hot takey, but I think this the hot seat would have gotten warm for Ron if he lost this week and lost. Oh, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that I'm with you. That's not a hot uh, take at all. I think that's fact. So, yeah. So I, I think to him getting that pressure off now, he can smile although, when he's taking questions to the media. And, I don't, although I don't think Dan could actually remove him given Ron is like central to the name change effort now. Right. And he's already stepped in it with the twenty-one stuff. Same with Jay, right? Like he, you're, he you're talking about normal owners, Joe. This is not yes. a normal owner. This is this is not. The, the, you can't you can't even say anything All that right, can or good, can't can good. or can't do. He's just terrible. Like let's let's call it what it is here. He's he sucks. Yeah, he, he's not he normal. Is, was it him or his wife? Who's in charge? You know who's in, who's uh, in charge? Who do who do we point the finger at? It's dumb and dumber, if you ask me. Well, look. I mean, the Bucks have their hands full too. I mean, they're they're six and three now. That that whole division doesn't make any sense, to be honest. Um, I mean, Washington is what in third, I think. Let me let me pull it up here. Yeah, the all yeah, think- the the NFC East. Right, they're three and six. They're above the. They're ahead of the Giants because they beat the Giants. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could make up some ground. I mean, the, that extra game is going to, it will make a difference. But, you know, the Buccaneers at six and three, I mean, the, the Saints, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I mean, here's what's going to happen Tampa, they always have this confounding loss every year. Or not Tampa, but any Tom Brady team always has this confounding loss. They'll use it. They'll they'll get the first or second seed. They're gonna be in the NFC Championship. This is what Tampa. This is what a Tom Brady led team does. This is how they kind of create their own fuel. I will say. Yeah. Um, and and it's gonna be Brady versus Rodgers, and Rodgers is gonna lose again, and he's gonna cry. This is this is this whole season is just a replay so, of last uh, year. Look, I'm not I'm not sleeping on the Vikings. <laughs> I, I think I think that team is better than they're way better than their record indicates. I mean, they they are on paper four and five. They are way better than a four and five team. They had Baltimore dead to rights. They're coached by uh, Mike Zimmer, and they're powered by by Kirk, who can't win. And you know, no, uh, I, I, five I minutes left in the fourth, it's game over for Kirk. I, I he, unfortunately, Kirk he just doesn't have it to close out games. But that, but that team, that team can play defense. They can get air yards when necessary, and they play in a, I mean, in a cupcake division. I mean, they they are better than four and five. They just are. Look. Uh, Minnesota's probably going to make it. Um, they should, and they'll but be what, fine. My point is, they're they're better than all of the. They're better than the Eagles. It, it's a, it's a wash with the Rams. I mean, the Ram, actually no, the Rams are better, but they're no, they're the better Rams than the better Bears, than the, the Lions, the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, sure. the Seahawks, the 49ers. They're better than all those teams. Just because you're the last man standing doesn't mean they're any good, though. And I think when it comes to the playoffs, it's going to be Rodgers and and Brady. And maybe Stafford, if if Von Miller makes a difference, and those are the teams that are going to matter in the playoffs. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, with this team specifically with Washington, what we're looking for is is progress um, and building blocks. Don't uh, punt on the season. No, no, no. It's not even punting on the season. In reality, I'd rather them not make the playoffs because I think it it'd be fool's gold. I, I think like last making year. the. Yeah, I think making the playoffs last year gave them this, gave us or gave the fan base or gave whomever. Ron is 100% responsible for this, but he likes to script blame for some reason. We expected more. And I think having a healthy step forward doesn't mean making the playoffs again. It just means the development, the progress. It means now we found our backup. Let's go get our number one quarterback. All these things are good to have moving forward without making the playoffs. So uh, I think Minnesota is probably going to get in. New Orleans is probably going to get in. And those are the teams that should be getting in because they're further along in their, in their process of building a team. But if we can get there in two or three years or even a year or two, uh, depending on when, how or when Chase comes back, I think we're in a better position than those teams. And we're in a better position salary cap-wise. We're in a better position roster-wise. Well, they're going to have to it, start paying some of these defensive. Number one quarterback. Uh, they're going to have to start paying paying some of these players as well, right? So the, the window is closing pretty quickly, but yeah, I mean, the, what you described is the formula, right? Put the pieces in place, which I mean is what Ron has been saying, and then try to find that that QB on that first contract, you know, where you can catch lightning in a bottle and just go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the it's it's mm-hmm. what Arizona's doing right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's what Seattle did before. I mean, it's what every team has done that found their guy. Right, it is no different than in Baltimore. It, you find the right quarterback, you plug him in while he's still cost-effective, with talent around him, you can be successful. The problem is, I don't think any of us have any faith that the Washington front office can identify that talent. You know, to be fair, Herbert is that guy from last year, and they could have mm-hmm. had him, and uh-huh. they didn't. Right? Yeah, and, and you got to you got to figure Herbert. if. You know, would they have taken Burrow at two if if somehow by some miracle he fell, right? If 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 yeah, yeah, he, absolutely. Well, I mean, you, absolutely. Yeah, I know it, we're, it's a rhetorical question because, like, who knows? No, but you would hope that they would have, right? I honestly, I honestly think they, sh- they should have taken two at two. Um, but oh, that's a, that's a different discussion. Dude, that's a different discussion. Oh. No, he's not trash. Look, he's, I didn't say he was trash, but we already have you, two you on the roster. Man. His name is Taylor you, Heineke. He no, runs around. No. He slings the ball. You know, he pretends to be a quarterback. No, no. They, <laughs> you're so wrong I, on this. I think I'm the only one that's left that's still a fan of Tua, and I think Tua is a starter in this league. I, I wish they would have gotten him at the trade deadline if he was available. What do you see in Tua that makes you think he's going to be to, capable to deliver to, the ball consistently uh, at this level? Look, think about. I mean, if we have the time, think about 
what Tua has faced since entering the league. He's he's got a coach that doesn't believe in him. He's this is his third offensive system. He's got an offensive line that can't protect him, doesn't even try to protect him. It's the worst offensive line in the league. He's got skills position players that has one wide receiver and one tight end and nothing else. I mean, let's let's be honest about what he's had to to deal with and let's evaluate the play beyond that. And I really think given the right structure and given the right team around him, I think Tua can be a top 15 quarterback in this league. Oh, and I, I mean, uh, there's your hot take. That's hot that, take and that's not a hot to me. That's not a hot take. That's what we. That's what he showed. It is a hot take because he's it's because not. he's shown nothing. He's he. How many how many three hundred yard passing games has he had? Zippy two, two. No, go check. He's it. had two. I'm gonna he's go pull it up. Two. I'm gonna I'm gonna. You're, you're the stat boy. You figure it out. <laughs> Don't really no, figure I, it out. I, all right? I really I really would love to have two. It's better than what we have here. At least it's hope. It's probably. Well, but that's the Mitch Trubisky. Would you rather have Mitch Trubisky or Tua? I'd rather have Tua. I would rather have Mitch because he's actually Mitch got Mitch got messed up. Matt Nagy Tua messed did up too. Mitch Tua, should, Tua had no business starting last season. Remember, Fitzpatrick was on fire. It was Fitz Magic down there, and they pulled him just due to that's, pressure that's or whatever. That's the coach. I, well, and this yeah. is this goes back to they also let Kenny Drake walk, and he's balling out in, in yeah. Vegas now. Yeah, I mean, Every, many, everybody many tries to be Bill Belichick when they leave the Patriots, and there's only one Bill Belichick, and it's because he has an owner that lets him do what he wants. He has unlimited job security. He is uncancelable, if you can say that. And he just does whatever he wants. And he is and... uncancelable. <laughs> but his team is also streaking right now, right? At six yeah. and I mean, they they've won four in a row. They're you know, six don't and look four. Now, but they don't. They, I mean, they're six and four, four games. I mean, they've won four in a row. I mean, what what more do you what more do you ask of them, right? Like the Chiefs sure. have won three, but have looked terrible in all three of those wins. The Patriots yeah. look like a football team. I mean, and they're they they're they're half a game behind the Bills. Yeah, but they're not catching the bills, but nobody expected them. But to they be don't six need to. Four. Yeah, they nobody expected to. them to be six and four. Yeah, this is what I mean, happens they... when you have a, a good coach and an owner yeah. that stays the heck out of the way. Well, and, 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 a, and a team, and a team that has an identity. Yeah, and a team that has an identity. They build around. Well, Ramondre, I mean, they're, they're all of a sudden they can run the ball, right? Yeah. And we haven't seen that out of a New England team in a long time. I mean, They've got yeah. some ballers up there that can run. I mean, Ramondi, he, he can run. I mean, he runs yeah. hard and angry every time. He's like a, he reminds me of uh, Corey Dillon back in the day with the Patriots. I mean, I was going to say, he doesn't have the physical presence of like a, like Derrick Henry, but he just run, He just he's going through the line, and it's going to be a painful two or three yards. You know, it just is every single yeah. time. It's, it's it having an identity. I mean, they've built a having team. Having an identity, executing... Uh, having a plan and seeing it through instead of just ditching it when the first sign of trouble comes. This is this is the all the staples of a good football team that I've been waiting yeah. on for twenty years. You're right. You're right. And <laughs> and Belichick belongs on the uncancelable list, right? So does I mean Aaron Rodgers is on that list. He's the newest uh, entry onto the list. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers I mean, has has always been uncancelable, but he's just. And I think now he's realizing it, and and that's a powerful. He's, let, place he's to letting do that it. hair all. He's letting the, the <laughs> hair all down now, right? Is the hair in the wind? I mean, figuratively, not not figuratively, like literally speaking, he doesn't care. Yeah. Like he knows now. He he just survived the COVID cancel, um, which many don't. I mean, but you know, we've had a we've had a couple of uncancelables here make their presence known in the last month or so, right? Dave Chappelle tried to get they tried to the blue check marks tried to get him weren't they were not successful. They were. Obviously, out for Aaron Rodgers, unsuccessful, and right now they're out for Dave Portnoy, and it looks like that's going to backfire too. So, I I don't know. We could, I could probably do an entire forty five minutes on uh, on the uncancelables because the, the 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 stark difference, like Clay Travis belongs on that list. There's a bunch mm. of them. There's a bunch of guys that belong on mm. that list of people that just they they shoot from the hip and they can back up everything they say. And I, I give Aaron Rodgers credit. I mean, he he owned it, you know, and he basically he. I mean, I think his soundbite was perfect. He said the. The right's going to champion me, and the left is going to try to cancel me, and I don't care about either. You know, politics is a sham. And then he kept his mouth shut, eventually apologized, and now it's back to football, back to winning, and nobody will care. It, that's the that's the key. There is that if you can offer something of value to somebody, I think that until that value dries up, you can basically kind of do and and say and be yeah. whatever you want. Um, and so Aaron Rodgers knows that. Whatever happens this year, he's probably out in Green Bay, but they need him this year to win, and that's what's going to happen. And he's going to win, and they'll probably make the NFC Championship, and we'll go from there. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're the best team in the NFC. I mean, is there is there a second place team right now? Cowboys. L- L.A. The Rams. Uh, they didn't look so good. Let's see how they look tonight. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, I mean, yeah, tonight tonight should be a good one. I hope. Uh, they. Yeah, we'll see. He, uh, Sean McVay can't beat Kyle Shanahan, so let's see what how they look like tonight and yeah, and how right. they come out. You're right. Well, Mr. Anthony, thank you for joining the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. It's nice Thanks to talk to somebody who actually watches sports on a, on a sports <laughs> podcast. It's always pleasant. That's what you can count on from me. I, I will definitely You watch. actually watch sports, and you have an I opinion on it. That, that's great. Yeah, because yeah, some, uh, some of the other co-hosts around here are, uh, you know, some, some can't find the mute button. Some, you know, only watch one sport. You know, I, are, have you been following the Caps and the Wiz? I've been following the Wizards a little bit closer than the Caps. Um, but the caps are looking good. I'll they're sum it up for you, baby. Coast. Red hot, absolute Red. fire. Both of yep, them right they're, now. They're on the West Coast right now. Uh, the Wizards are playing. Who are they playing today? Some scrub team that they should beat. Um, who are they playing? In New Orleans. They're playing the Pelicans tonight. Yeah, the Pelicans. Um, and we'll see. I, I'm still a little skeptical about the Wizards. I think the East is deeper than it's been. Um, and that we'll team is see. Balanced. That team can ball out. I'll take nine yeah. and three any day of the week. It's a great start for them. Great Absolutely. start. They're playing. Listen, they're playing team defense, and Bradley Beal is bought in. So two things yeah. that Wes Unseld uh, Jr. deserves uh, a Coach of the Year award right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this team actually plays defense, and and yeah. Kuzma and some of those other boys, Montrezl Hart, he he should be extended right now. Give him a contract extension right now. I mean, that dude, that guy is balling, but. Yeah, more more on that later. I think Tommy Shepard has, has done a really nice job just kind of putting together the framework of a, a balanced team. He did what we wish every Washington football team would be able <laughs> yeah, to do, which is yeah. just undoing all the crap that Ernie Grunfeld got us into. I mean, we're still um, stuck in some of those mistakes, right? There's still some of those mistakes on the books. but I, They're I mean, all gone. They're all gone. That uh, Unless you call Bradley Beal a mistake, which he's definitely not. No, I he's think not a mistake. T- Tommy Shepard, like Isn't you said, Jan Mahimi still getting paid? Or Dwight Howard? No, he's done. He's done. Jan Mahimi is, is gone. Everybody's off the books. Andrew, whatever his name was, that we traded, oh, for, yeah, we yeah. traded for the first round. Jan Vesley. Jan Vesley, the sixth overall pick. Otto Porter, the third overall pick. Otto's, in the, Otto's on the Warriors. Yeah, but he's in, he's in the perfect spot. He gets to come in, shoot some threes, shoot, shoot threes run around, yeah. pretend to play defense, and, and call it a That's day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, look, let's put a bow on this show. Thank you again, Mr. Anthony. Thank you for coming on, for chatting with me. The Washington football team with a convincing win over the Buccaneers on Sunday. More coverage coming up this week as we get into and get set for the Panthers showdown, the Ron Bowl, Ron versus Cam, coming up in just, uh, what, five, six days or so. That'll be interesting. We'll break that all down later this week. More coverage of the Wizards and the Capitals as well. This is DTC Defeating the Curse. You can find the show on all platforms, social media platforms, podcast platforms, and on the Contender Network. Thank you very much for our partners over at the Contender for syndicating and running the show. We appreciate everyone for listening. Until next time, we are out.